you know, in cancer care in particular, digital health is enabling the decentralization of some aspects of the care. It's enabling the creation of hub and spoke models. It's enabling the optimization of resources. It can improve the quality of diagnostics. It can generate quality data, generate data-driven insights. So the potential is immense. But again, it has to be seen as an integral part of, of, of a bigger picture. Hello, and welcome to this episode of GD Hub Voices, the podcast where we discuss some of the latest in health innovations and technologies designed to solve global health challenges. My name is Cleo Schwarzmann, and today we will be talking about the CCAN approach with Mathieu Morand. Mathieu is the Senior Manager of Digital Health and, and Digital and Health Financing, sorry, and at the City Cancer Challenge Foundation, CCAN for short, where he is supporting cities in low and middle-income countries looking to strengthen their cancer care systems. Welcome, Mathieu, and thank you for joining me on this episode. Thank you, Cleo. Pleasure to be with you. So before your work at CCAN, you gained experience in the areas of venture capital and health technology. How did this lead you to CCAN? Yeah, so my career path was not uh, necessarily the most predictable ever, but um, so I started um, in a very generic fashion in business and finance with, specific, with generic roles, not focused on healthcare. And by chance, I got into healthcare. I was based in India, I lived in India for six years and I, I got into healthcare and chose to actually focus on healthcare uh, locally and and it became a real passion. So it, it, it started by chance and then uh, the passion grew in me, I would say. I, I then decided to join a startup uh, based in Bombay, which was focusing on providing healthcare at home. And I developed an entire kind of uh, product line for cancer patients. So that was my first entry point into the world of cancer care. So as you could see, it was a, I entered in the world of global health by a side door. And then when I uh, heard about CCAN, it, it really resonated with what I wanted to do, with what I've been doing before in a completely different way. And yeah, it's been exciting. It was not uh, easy initially to understand how my background could uh, make an impact, but I think now it's we are there and I'm leading two big verticals for CCAN of digital health and health financing. So it's, a, it's an exciting time. So let's get into CCAN right away. Could you just briefly explain what the City Cancer Challenge Foundation is and what they do? Sure. So CCAN, so we're a Geneva-based foundation, nonprofit organization. Um, we are basically a process enablers, which enables um, and empowers local stakeholders and local cancer care professionals to um, strengthen the local cancer care system. So what we do, um, we work with cities and not with countries. So we work with cities, bring different stakeholders together from the public space, the private space, uh, patient organizations and other civil society organizations around the common goal. Um, bring them together to assess what is the current situation of the cancer care uh, system locally and together kind of decide and define what are the key priorities for the cities to strengthen the cancer care. Um, and based on, on that needs assessment, which is a collective exercise that we facilitate, but which is fully driven by those local stakeholders, we then provide technical assistance and technical operation, cooperation sorry, during the, the implementation of those projects. Um, we do not have all the expertise in-house to deliver 
very deep technical expertise and that's why we are really a partnership-based organization. So you have to see us as a, a broker of expertise and we bring the most relevant expertise to the needs and the problems of the cities. There is there's no, the standard model is just the process, but then the kind of projects that actually come out of the process, we don't necessarily have a control on it. And that's why we have a very big diversity, a vast diversity of projects going from laboratory strengthening to setting up palliative care to, you know, strengthening surgery, radiotherapy, etc. So um, it's a very broad scope, but all focused on cancer care. Okay, that's very interesting. So what what was the actual challenge behind the initiation of, of CCAN? What's the, the reason for this foundation's existence? Sure. So we were founded um, within the UICC, which is the Union for International Cancer Control, um, which is also a Geneva-based organization in very important in cancer control, um, but which is more focused on advocacy. So I think the, the intent initially was really to drive um, local projects, bottoms of projects, and, and give the voice to the local stakeholders to, to drive, you know, locally adjusted solutions faster. I think taking a step back, you know, the burden of cancer care in low and middle income countries is massive, is not talked about as much as it should be. Um, if I have to bring just a couple of numbers, it's we're talking about 10 million people dying from cancer every day. And out of those 10 million, 70% of those global deaths are in low and middle income countries. If you look at the world of global health, like cancer is very rarely a priority. We look a lot at, um, um, uh, you know, HIV, malaria, all of those like high priority disease. We start talking more and more about NCD, but even within NCD, cancer care is not necessarily prioritized compared to also high burden disease like diabetes. So we really wanted to um, bring a strong focus on, 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 I mean, the portfolio of disease, which are uh, the cancer and, and bring a platform um, to bring all together the expertise to empower again, the local stakeholders to solve their local challenges. That's really the, the, the reasons for the initiation of, uh, of CCAN. I see. So did you formulate specific goals related to these health issues for CCAN as like targets for, let's say, the next few years or overall even? Yeah, I would say overall the goals, I mean, I would say even more the, the challenges that we aim at tackling. The first one is really the fragmentation of the healthcare systems which is even more uh, prevalent in cancer care, given the high number of specialties and institutions involved in giving care to a cancer patient. Um, so the fragmentation you know, of the, of the decision-making institution, of the healthcare provider, fragmentation of the global health community as well, of the private sector uh, community and companies which are trying to help, everything is fragmented and non-coordinated. So that's one of the first challenges we're aiming at tackling. The second one, which I've already mentioned, but is really empowering locals to access expertise and solutions from the global community. Um, empowering them means also preventing them from reinventing the wheel and really benefit from other success stories, which could have been done in other geographies, being high or low income geographies. Um, it's also very important for us that whatever we do is leading to building community-led cancer care solutions from the ground up 
and not you know just like plugging a solution which has been working in a high income country and like plugging it into uh, I don't know, an African or Latin American country which which doesn't really work for sustainability purposes. And then the, the 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 final goal for us, which is very important, is how is to develop a global community, develop a partnership-based network for individuals and institutions who want to com- to collaborate on on concrete action-oriented projects. There are a lot of people who want to do things, but they don't know how. They don't know to access. So we think we really have a role to play in, in kind of shaping that community. I see. And how, within these goals, how do you prioritize populations or target groups? So as CCAN, we don't, because we absolutely, again, leave the decision power to the local stakeholders. So when we get into a city and we support the stakeholders, they will decide, based on the local priorities, if there is any target group. So, for example, in African countries, most of the time, women cancer, you know, cervical and breast cancer are, are heavily prioritized. It might not be the case in other geographies. So we will never decide as an institution what those priorities are. Uh, we let, you know, if they are already defined national priorities, we would follow those. Uh, otherwise, we would let the institutions of the city decide. I see. So I would assume that is probably one of the first steps that you take when you start a new partnership, right? Yeah, so maybe it's good if I was to describe a bit the process and the different steps uh, to set up a partnership. So first, it's important to understand that the cities are applying to CCAM. So we don't run, you know, a business development effort to go out and go into new countries, not at all. Um, they apply to us. So we run a call for applications, I think it closed around 18 months ago now. Uh, we got 99 cities which applied, you know, so um, it's we saw that there was a good momentum again. Um, out of those 99, we are selecting a few, uh, onboarding a few. So we announced at the beginning of the year Nairobi and Arequipa uh, and a few will be coming during the second half of this year. So that's the first step. The application is led by a patient, uh, sorry, by a civil society organization, so local civil society organizations and which needs to show that there is already a multi-stakeholder commitment to participate to the initiative. The first phase, uh, once a city is selected, is to engage all of those stakeholders around the project and make sure that they are all on board. Um, we can sign you know, a few agreements, etc. And then the next step is to drive a needs assessment. So it's again a needs assessment which is driven by them, but using our data collection process and platform. And once all of that data is collected, it's being like crystallized, aggregated into a report, which kind of summarizes the key priorities and challenges. Based on those priorities, a roadmap for cancer care is being designed by the city and reviewed, of course, by us and our experts. And then based on that, we go into um, project exec- project planning and project execution. And that's where it's more typical where, you know, the, those, those multi, I tell you what I should also insist in is like we form multi-stakeholder um, working groups. So those projects are driven by those groups, by those technical groups, which are representing different institutions of the city. So in one group, we would always have uh, a public private government representations and then they drive the projects and then we move into the last phase which is the sustainability phase where CCAN is kind of progressively disappearing from the city as an institution and we empower local organization to take over the process. So 
within this very long process, how would you say that the support you provide is unique or different from other initiatives? Yeah, I'm actually not really aware of any other initiative which has a very similar model, even in other disease areas. So I think that the model is unique. It's been actually published in in um, uh, the Lancet Journal um, with already early impact. So I think I think that the process is, is quite unique. And as I said earlier, it's 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 focused on um, trusting and acknowledging the talent and skills of the locals and giving them access and easy access to expertise and resources which are available and to which they, they might not have an access um, usually. So I think that's why we're unique. We're really focusing on that. And then we, of course, are developing ourselves as a machine to you know recruit way more partners, etc., on board to, to be able to support. So um, yeah, we, we are a lean organization because we are process enablers. We're not doing things ourselves. I see. And um, since we at the GD Hub are very much focused on digital health, of course, yes. I, I want to go into that a little bit. So is there within your model, is there a part that is specifically focused on the potential of digital health? And if so, how do you leverage that? Of course, so that's that's the work I'm leading. And so, so first, what's really important is that digital health is fully integrated within our process. So we don't see digital health in silos as standalone solutions, but they are integral parts of bigger projects. So for example, if there are strong needs of quality improvements in laboratories and in the pathology space, then there is an opportunity to leverage digital solutions to improve that quality. So it's always a part of the solution that um, the local stakeholders can identify. So that's how we see it. We also are now um, in the needs assessment itself creating a new set of questions and data collection exercise to be able to empower again the local stakeholders to consider digital health as a way to advance uh, and 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 yeah improve the cancer care system and more specifically about what we do in the digital health space again as we only support stakeholders we help them first identify impactful digitization opportunities to develop underlying protocols and policies because a lot of times you know you're developing you're deploying a solution but if there's no process in place it's you're, you're setting yourself for failure we also support them in defining the technology requirements so that everything is well documented and reflects the ground reality and the needs of the end users which is also widely overlooked we think especially in those geographies we also set up parallel capacity development because it's very important that a digital health initiative is also accompanied by the right capacity development to improve the capacity of healthcare professional. We are now launched an, a, a, an area of work which is about supporting, giving tools to support the stakeholders in assessing the value of the digital health interventions um, to then make the right arbitrage in terms of resource allocation. And then finally, we really want to empower the local innovation ecosystem and try to um, get the local innovators, IT solutions, IT developers to develop solutions which are really meeting, matching the needs of, of the local of the local stakeholders in the healthcare system. Wow, that's great. It sounds like digital health is quite a big part of the entire model. It is taking a bigger and bigger place. Um, it's 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 not the core definitely not again it's it's a tool 
to improve and make things um, go faster and better. So that's that's really what we believe. And we have early success stories, which have been very encouraging and help us to integrate that more and more into the process. Would you have by any chance a success story to share right now or? Sure, of course, I can mention about one project, which is um, a patient navigation project, uh, which is running in Kigali in Rwanda. Um, it's again, a kind of, a, it's, it's typical, one of those projects where it's not a fully digital health project, but it's digital health is part of the solution. So we have um, uh, supported the creation of, of um, a fleet of patient navigators, so nurse navigators, which are specifically trained on patient navigation. And they are working on a specific platforms which enables them to share the patient data faster from one institution to the other when the patients are navigated from one institution to the other. As you know, in cancer, you know, you need to change your healthcare provider all the time. Like it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, you get an image at one place, a test at another place, the radiotherapy in a third hospital, etc. And you, your data is not following you. So that digital application is supporting the nurses to make sure the patient data is following the, the patient and, and we can save time and save resources uh, during that whole process. So it's been deployed for five months now. We have uh, already got 560 patients on board supported um, across four different hospitals. So it's, it's a pilot, but I think when we reach so fast, such kind of numbers in the cancer space, um, which is of course slower number but but bigger intensity i think it's it's very encouraging for us and we we want to deploy more resources for example so other than like this specific success story do you measure your success and if so how how do you do this like in cities and also maybe globally as ccan as a foundation yeah, that's, that's, of course, a very tricky and complex topic. We have developed a, a comprehensive theory of change, which is really developing our, you know, how we measure, how we capture, measure our impact on the ground up. Um, it's a very complex model, so probably we don't have time to get into that detail, but in very brief, it's, it's focused on how to get indicators which are tracking what we have a direct control on, which is basically multi generating multi-stakeholder and multilateral coordination in cancer care strengthening, which is about development of localized solutions to strengthen healthcare, which is about the implementation of solutions in the city. But then all of those outputs are leading to bigger outcomes, and that's where you really get the, the impact. So I think the KPIs are, as I said, are at different levels So things that we can capture directly ourselves during the project implementation and the indicators that we need to capture from the partners, which are, which are more focused on capturing the long-term outcome. At the end of the day, what we all want to achieve is a decrease in mortality rate. Whether we are able to track that today, that would be too ambitious, but we're working very hard on it to define what are the intermediary steps to be able to measure that decrease in mortality rate at the end of the day. So, and if there are people listening who want to support, I mean, that's a, a, a continuous area of improvement of CCAN. So we are, we're really keen on having also more partners to support this effort. Then what would you say are the key drivers of success in the area of uh, cancer care? Right. So in the areas of cancer care, so we have, there are, there are many drivers for success. One of them is the fact that it should be system-based, that there should be coordinated action, partnership-based to avoid the fragmentation. 
Another one is really to be able to build a data-driven culture of decision-making at all levels, you know, from the patient care to the resource planning. We think this is really missing and because we're talking high numbers, high cost, um, data is really going to help make better decisions. And, and the third aspect, the key driver of success is going to be really to stop reinventing the wheel and empower local stakeholders' voices to share this success with others. It's such a shame when we see that there are beautiful success stories, you know, I don't know, in Paraguay, and those could really inform decisions being made in Sub-Saharan Africa, but I mean, no one has access to that success story. So it's, it's very important to empower those voices and, and make sure they're spread so that, um, so that we can stop reinventing the wheel and moving into uh, efficient action. What would you say would be the best way for digital health to contribute to these, these drivers and the, the overall success of uh, the fight against cancer? Yeah, I think, um, so even that's, that's also the long-term goal for CCAN is, is to, you know, to scale, to scale our effort, to scale the platform that we have. We have now a platform to assess the needs and match them with, with solutions and then implement the solutions, but it's pretty resource intensive. And our key challenge is how are we going to scale that in an efficient way? Digital health is again a big big part of that solution so we really see digital health as a way to reach scale and and implement new solutions faster better in a cost efficient manner so um you know in cancer care in particular digital health is enabling the decentralization of some aspects of the care it's enabling the creation of hub and spoke models it's enabling the optimization of resources um, it's enabling effective education and training. It can improve the quality of diagnostics. It can generate quality data, generate data-driven insights. So the potential is immense, but again, it has to be seen as an integral part of, of, of a bigger picture. And that's, that's how we see it. And that's how we think it's going to help to, to solve, you know, the, the pressing cancer burden. What do you think everyone listening to this episode should know about CCAN, about the mission of CCAN? Sure, I think it would be great if people remember that CCAN is an organization which is focused on empowering local cancer care professionals in low and middle income countries so that they can be the driver of change um, and that we bring them together with global expertise and that we are the right platform to catalyze locally led innovation in a faster and agile manner. And for you personally, what's the most important lesson you learned in the implementation of digital health uh, solutions as part of your partnerships? Yeah, it's very difficult to identify only one, but I would say probably um, invest a lot of time and resources in getting old end users on board from the get-go and listening to their needs very carefully crystallizing those needs in precise requirements and document everything because we think that documenting and having everything written down is the basis for good implementation and unfortunately it's not so common so that's that's really the key lesson for us and we we are okay with investing a lot of time in this yeah that's true documentation is key and then sharing the knowledge of course which is what we're hopefully doing here today <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So, I hope so. 
Thank you so much for coming on this episode of GD Hub Voices. Uh, we're always happy to have people from organizations such as CCAN uh, on board. It was really a pleasure to share a bit of our learnings and I, I call whoever is listening and is keen in learning more and contributing to reach out because as I, I try to convey, we're a partnership-based organization and we're looking for more support and ways to collaborate. So um, please feel free to reach out. We'll make sure to put your contact details somewhere close to the podcast. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Claire.